And I say, let the conversation begin. Hello, welcome back to the Chattahoochee Podcast, episode 32. Caleb, it's been a minute. It's been a while. It's good to be back. I'm very excited. Yes, yes, absolutely. And who could we be talking about? Well, no one else on earth other than one on a Judd. Oh, yeah. We have, uh, if you have been with us since the get-go. Thanks. Yes, thank you very much. We did a Judd's episode very early on. What was that, episode three? Uh, I th- Four or something like that? It was before we hit double digits. Yeah, it was definitely in the top ten there, the first ten. But, um, yeah, so we have talked at length about Winona, but we uh, we wanted to revisit that for several reasons. But, um, yeah, we're going to get to talk about how awesome she has been as a solo artist yeah so um buckle up but also if you're new and haven't been around and haven't heard the judd's episode take the time to bookmark that one so when you get done with this one you can travel back to the prequel and check out that episode also hey why don't it strikes back if there was an episode i would recommend to someone to check out personally the judd's episode is probably going to be the <laughs> first or second episode i recommend it's definitely Top three, yeah. definitely that one, one of my top three uh, favorites. The Mark Chestnut episode, which, yeah. by the way, is this week is our one-year anniversary Holy of moly. the uh, episode we did on Mark Chestnut, where we also got to uh, take some time and talk to his uh, son, Casey Chestnut, and he talked to us about uh, his music, some of his singles at the time. Also, a great listening experience if you haven't heard that one. Yeah, yeah. They, he was a great dude. Super, super nice dude. Yeah. Did Very, you see recently where he um he and his band were they were traveling to a show? They wrecked the, they lost their trailer pretty much like yeah, wrecked and lost, like and I think they've pretty much re- recouped everything by this point. But yeah, they lost all kinds of equipment on the highway. It was just destroyed. So I'm glad to see that they're they're back at it. Yeah, you know? when you're hauling around, you know, like full band gear. And PA, like, that's a lot of money that you could oh my gosh. be out in an instant with something like that. Yeah, that's that's a devastating blow, for sure, to any any musician, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely glad to see they're, they're back on their feet and kind of uh, getting back at it, for sure. You know, we were never the, uh, surely the notoriety enough to, like, merit a trailer, but we never had many gear mishaps considering our packing methods, so fortunate there. <laughs> I think my favorite. Okay, so we we were dumb. I mean, and we've talked about this. We were dumb about so many different things, you know. Uh. It's so backward, <laughs> so backward, um, illogical about the way we went about things, oftentimes. And um, I mean, early on, we should have just like bought like an old van or something. Hundred percent. Yeah. It would have made so much more sense than what we did, which was take two vehicles. Like now, you couldn't do that. 
because uh, gas no. is so expensive that there's no way that a a local band that's playing in like a tri-state area could afford to take two vehicles to a show, no. you know? Well, it's, it's 12 miles away. Yeah, we're not going to make it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Because especially given the fact that most of the shows that we played, you're not making any money yeah. most of the time. I mean, you might sell some shirts and CDs, stuff like that, but like most of those shows were not like paying gigs, you know? Mm, no, <laughs> we no, were just no, happy no. to play. Yeah. Yeah, so we should have done that. Yeah. But yeah, like you were saying, we we got really good at um, Tetris, basically. Yeah. It was like we had a special way of putting like guitar cabs in the back of our vehicles and drum kits and all if that. Anyone has ever had her on a song and has thought to themselves, man, there's not enough room in here. You're doing it wrong because I mm -hmm. promise you there's plenty of room because we fit a full drum kit in a song. <laughs> It can be done. <laughs> there was, I remember specifically, we were, um, so we, at the, at the time we, we all lived in Huntington. We were playing a show in Elkins, West Virginia, which was about a three-ish hour drive. Yeah. Right. And, um, so you're riding, you and Kelsey were riding together. Me and Clifton were riding together. And in my truck, I don't know what we did. I guess we probably had to take extra stuff. I don't know. But for some reason, my Marshall head that was like in a road case, it would not fit in the back like it usually did. I don't know why. But um, so what did we do? We put it vertically between us in the cab of my truck and strapped it in with a seatbelt. <laughs> And if, if you ever seen a road case for those, like it pretty well takes up the all the area. It takes up a lot of space. Yeah, like I could barely see Clifton over the top of it. <laughs> I remember like we um, on our way out of Huntington heading to the show, he was he was on the phone with his mom and I was driving and I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention or the dude in front of me locked up his brakes for no reason. But, um, yeah, I had to, like, slam on my brakes, and even though we had that, that guitar head strapped in with a seatbelt, it smacked off my mid-console, and, mm. and which, what was funny, it was like, he didn't miss a beat talking to his mom. He's just like, like, nothing that even no. happened at all. <laughs> no. And I'm like, here I'm I am, about to have a panic attack, and he's just like, yeah, well, yeah, we're heading out of Huntington now. Like, maybe. Maybe. We'll, we'll see. see. Verdict's out, apparently. <laughs> That was a good show, though. It was fun. Planet Extreme, I think, was that place. I can't remember. I think it's still a place. I don't know how many shows they do, but I think they... Uh, We're going back. Hey, let's go. Let's go. We're recording a live episode at Planet Extreme next week. Next Be there. Week, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... Speaking of this week, today is what? The, if you're listening, it's the 6th? March 6th, Monday. It's been a minute. You got any uh, historical country music facts to drop on us? Well, Caleb, absolutely I do. I have a couple, and uh, we're going to expound on a couple of these. Okay. Okay, so um, so back on March 6th in 1999, George Jones, and we all know George had quite the life. Okay, in 99, in the midst of a comeback, he was... Um, he was seriously injured when he crashed his Lexus into a bridge. 
was later revealed that alcohol was a factor in the in the accident, and he pleaded guilty to drunk driving charges. <laughs> okay. Fast forward to 2005. <laughs> Singer Doug Supernall, which if you don't recognize the name, just look it up on on Spotify. He's got he had some songs that you'll recognize. He was arrested in Bryan, Texas, and charged with public intoxication and fleeing from an officer. And, um, yeah, so, basically, guys, don't drink and drive. (laughs) What year was that? (laughs) This was 2005. And what year was the George Jones one? 1999. Okay. (laughs) There's not a whole lot of time. No. Just don't do it. So you're out and about today. Take (laughs) heed from your country music heroes. (laughs) Don't do it. <laughs> Don't crash your Lexus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely definitely don't. It's like I completely understand George that you don't need the rocking chair, but you also don't need these keys right now. <laughs> Hand them over. <laughs> what what's insane is I've heard so many songs not classic country songs even like so many current country songs that have talked about drunk driving as like a cool thing to do. Check me out. I'm, like I'm, a, I'm a kill a family. What was Let's that, put it in a song. What's that Jason Aldean song? The um, Big Green Tractor? <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> so, he's out there. He's wasted. Hammered on yeah. that big green tractor. He's just cutting zigzags in yeah. his field. <laughs> he don't know. Um something about a, a dirt road swerving like George Jones or something like that. I don't know, dude. You know, I feel I feel like I think that's all of them now. That's what I feel like. They all have that like that formula. They like you gotta talk about dirt roads. <laughs> dirt roads have to be involved or is it even country? <laughs> I saw a name the other day and it's terrible. But <laughs> it got a chuckle out of me. Yeah. It said uh, alcoholics don't run in my family. They drive <laughs> 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 Okay, and um, speaking of George Jones, okay, so have you seen the the currently popular meme format that's like, no, babe, you're still cute, just the way you yeah, insert yeah, yeah. this surprised me. <laughs> okay, Matt Moran, which we've talked about at length, he, uh, he had a good one. He said, no, babe, you're still cute, just the way... <laughs> You took nothing but the baby in my heart surprised me. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. It really is. It took me a second to like play back the lyrics of the grand tour in my head. And then when it hit, once it hit me, I like, that is hilarious. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> okay. Um, so here's one. You ready to feel a, a little, uh, little aged, Caleb, a little old? Ooh, let's do it. <laughs> okay, so on this day, 30 years ago, Lori Morgan was at number one on the country music charts with What Part of No? Don't you understand? What a song, dude. It's, I yeah. love that song. 10 out of 10. What part of no? She had some great songs. Yeah. Great, great songs. I think that one, too, I think it hung around for... A month on the charts, which at the time there was only a few artists doing that because yeah. in 93, let's be honest, the field was, uh, the people at the top of the class were hard to compete with. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, 
Okay, so let's go through some songs that also turned 30 this week. You want to do that? This is going to hurt because you, you just hit the 3-4 the, the and I've got it soon approaching in weeks. So yep. this is, yep, are we old enough to say back in my day yet, you think? Or we still got a few more years? I'm going to hold off. Okay. As we'll long wait. as we'll I wait, can. We'll wait, we'll wait, we'll <laughs> wait. <laughs> All right. George Strait, Heartland. Classic. Classic. Uh, you'll remember that from Pure Country. That yep. was early on in the movie, right? They were. He was singing that. Great song. Awesome song. 30 years old this week. Mary Chavin Carpenter, which we recently talked about. Oh, yeah. Passionate Kisses. Passionate Kisses. Neither of our number ones, but it was definitely in our top tracks. Definitely. Clint Black, When My Ship Comes In. Great Clint Black song. And uh, I didn't know this when we talked about it, but did you know that um, he actually wrote this song about um, the ending of Lord of the Rings 3? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. No. He wrote it from Frodo's perspective, I think. I mean, I'm just, I might be embellishing a little bit. I think I can, can creative liberty. I could see it though. Like the scene where, uh, Aragorn, there and the armies are lined up outside of Mordor and then just like that kicks in. And that's like the, the musical overture for that whole scene. Yeah. Can we just like, uh, Sam Pack and Frodo up the hill. That's the director's cut. I want. Yeah. <laughs> when my ship comes in. <laughs> there he goes off to Rivendell. Now we learned you something today. <laughs> so yeah, you can you can totally uh when it gets to that point in the movie when they're gonna ready to leave, you can just like mute it and then you just play this in the background <laughs> and then you'll understand it better yeah. lyrically. <laughs> Sail right out of Colorado. <laughs> That's where they were. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, next one, Tanya Tucker, a little too late. It's a little too late. Which it's cool to think of, even though it was three decades, three decades ago. Three, three decades. That's thirty years. But uh, so third, I guess it would would have been thirty years ago, just a couple weeks ago when she sang this song at the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. Because this is definitely one of the songs that was sang what are you? with Clint Black yeah. and um, Travis Tritt. Travis Tritt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll talk uh, we'll, we'll talk a little more on Tanya Tucker here in just a little bit. But I uh, got a couple more. Brooks and Dunn, Hardworking Man. Man, that's Jim. Hardworking Man. Mm. We're hearing that being like four years old. Me like, yeah. this is life-changing. Like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> My number two Dixon Oriole. Yeah. I'm a hardworking man. man. <laughs> oh, man. Last one um, Mark Chestnut, Old Country. It came to town. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, we're old as heck. And um, I still feel, I don't 25 know. most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was a young podcaster when I rolled in on the yeah. song. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, I do. I, I still there's some dates that uh, I I do not feel young mm. at all, especially if I see like something new like on social media. Like I just some days I just do not feel like a young person. Mm-hmm. You know, no. Some days I do, but um, this is when I'm old, hanging out with old. I people. feel like we're definitely at that point of being brought into the world in history where, like, um, it's hard to feel either way, like young or old. Like, we were there for the birth of the internet. I remember, like, yeah. This, initially, when we first got a home computer, the first thing I did was download Napster. Oh yeah, you know. just ruin that home computer real you know. quick. And at the time, that was just when Old Brother Arthur came out. So you know, the first thing you're downloading was the number one song <laughs> at the time. But man, a constant sorrow. Like, let's pirate some yeah, music. Absolutely. We used yeah. to burn CDs, not in a fire, oh but gosh. In the you computer. know, Caleb. I remember you having the absolute best mixed CDs of all time. Yeah. You you. It was an art to you. Yeah. I, was, I, I think I still have some of them. I think I do it at the uh, house, too, in a CD sleeve. <laughs> There's some good ones. You never know what you're going to get on there, for real. No. Never know what was going to be on uh, one of Caleb's mixes. There's some artists on there that I forget were bands now when I hear some of those. Like, Remember Hello Goodbye? That was the one I was thinking of, yeah. See? That, like, I don't know. There for a handful of years, they were huge. And I guess they're it's probably still the playing. I'm some, probably. In some capacity but um yeah they uh what show was it they were on and then they blew up all of a sudden it was one of those mtv shows they were kind of like it like in the background of one of those and all of a sudden they yeah. were like a huge band they were <laughs> they had unique sounds i guess for that time like yeah they there was nobody else that sounded like that at the time for sure they they didn't fit in with a lot of the stuff that we normally listen to, which was a lot of like the screamo well, it's like, stuff. It's been long enough now that most of that's like cycled back into like early nostalgia, I guess, or like people are revisiting that or yes. new people are listening to it. Yeah. I'm just like, man, that's weird. Like hearing people half my age and know the words to like Ocean Avenue or Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, how old are you? How old am I? How old am I? <laughs> How many years ago that was? Wow. You, like, and I was, I'm still guilty of listening to, like, a lot of the stuff that I liked at that point. You know, not I all totally, of it. Yeah, same. Like, some of it doesn't hold up as no. a 34-year-old man. Mm-hmm. But some of it, you're like, okay, that's still, that's still my jam. But mm-hmm. in your mind, it's like, oh, yeah, that came out eight years ago. Yeah. And you're so wrong. And it, it didn't. didn't. It didn't. It came out like, well, you know, 15. Yeah. It, it's sometimes it's painful a little bit like, holy cow like when you're going to look for some of this stuff on spotify and you have to just keep scrolling further and further yeah. down because that was yeah. such a long time ago <laughs> we're old country now. oh my gosh but 90s country never misses that's, never that's, ever that's, ever <laughs> that's that's the lesson here you can always resort back to 90s country, and it will always be in style. It'll always yep. always be cool. Even 80s country, 70s country. But you might want to stop right about 90, 98 even. I won't be cases. surprised that when the aliens uh, do make contact and land here, if they don't just pull up and drop a tailgate, and it's just Blair and Chattahoochee. Like, <laughs> it would make total sense. 
Oh, they come in peace, apparently. They came for AJ. <laughs> they had to see the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> he just gets in a mercury and just floats away. He's like, hey, we're here to make a fuss. We're here to raise a holler. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was telling us something about uh, how the aliens built the pyramids when he said a pyramid of cans in the pale moonlight. He, he was talking about cans. Oh, there was, there was really. a deeper message in yeah. there, yeah. yeah. Proverbial cans. What are you... <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a meme. <laughs> Can't wait for that one. That's going to be good. Write that down. <laughs> so, yeah, and that brings us up to the year 2000, Caleb. <sighs> and we all know, if, you, if you've been a fan of the show for... A good while now. It's no secret that we are not huge fans of post nineteen ninety nine ish country. It just something bad, really wrong happened, and it just went off the rails. We don't have beef with everyone after the year two thousand, but there was a shift, and there's a lot of people and a lot of songs that are not uh, pleasing at all. <laughs> comically bad in some cases but wildly popular yeah the same way you may have heard us um do this before i think our last time we did it was the alabama episode yeah turned out um but this is our segment called why to country yes as in why did they have to do that <laughs> we're gonna each pick a terrible song and try and convince the other one that whose is worse and I'm curious, because last time we had some good ones. We had uh, Joe Nichols, Tequila Makes Your Clothes Fall Off. Yeah. And Alabama's <laughs> When It All Goes South. It it kind of hurt a little bit to have to put Alabama on there, but it's not our fault. I was just, I was trying to call, call it fair, you know, be like, hey, you've done some amazing and wonderful things, but just so you know, we're not going to forget this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't let it go. Cannot let it go. <laughs> so uh so what do you got one track yeah yeah, okay. yeah yeah okay so i've got two that i'm trying to choose between here okay triple threat i like this okay bring me your heaviest hitter <laughs> all right caleb so i'm gonna cheat a little bit here because technically, this was not the year 2000, okay? Okay. This was 1999. Okay. But it feels strongly like a 2000. It's so bad that we should push it out of that decade. It doesn't belong. Okay. okay. I accept. Song being Shelly Wright, Single White Female. I don't think I remember this. You do. You definitely do. I blocked it out. If you I buried it. it. See, because I had blocked it out and randomly heard it on something. I don't know if I was in a store or if it popped up on a random playlist because it was technically in the 90s. So I could see it creeping in on one of these 90s playlists, you know. It is a horrible song. And if you if you heard the chorus, you'd be like, I, actually, even if you heard like the intro of the song, you'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. Done. Yeah, I got yeah. it. I totally remember it. And you probably know most of the words. Mm -hmm. it, it's it got this really annoying intro, 
but uh, the chorus goes, single white female. <laughs> it's the dumbest song. I still can't really like um, decide if it's racist or not. Yeah. Even. It's just a horrible song. Okay, so... Um, Okay, I'm going to read okay. a little bit of lyrics for you. Okay, let me find the best part here. Okay, I'll go first verse chorus for you. I know that every morning you go thumbing through the personal want ads. You grab the latest copy, a cup of coffee, and settle in for a good laugh. I've been trying to catch your eye, but I'm so shy. I'm hoping and praying that today's edition is going to catch your attention. Because there's a single white female looking for that special lover. To put it in a nutshell, a one-woman one, a one woman man who doesn't need no other. And, um, yeah, it goes on and on. <laughs> and it says, um, oh, you can never tell. She just might be your dream come true. A single white female. Is looking for a man like you. Okay. So that's interesting. <laughs> Just because it immediately makes me think of like one for sure, how important like uh, <laughs> attention and execution is when it comes to detail yeah. and performing. Because very similar concept, Alan Jackson's wanted. Exactly. But an amazing song. <laughs> this like dirty brown water trash. Yeah. <laughs> Wildly same same so, idea. Yeah. Wildly different execution. Yeah. <laughs> one makes you feel uh good and sad feelings. It's a well written song. The other one just makes you feel bad, it seems. Yeah. I think like when the song was popular, I had somehow like blocked it out as far as lyrically. Because mm-hmm. there's some songs you'd be like, Yeah, I totally know what that song is, but I don't know any of the words to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's one of those that I just blocked out of my memory completely yeah. until it resurfaced. Like, oh, oh God. Trauma response. Oh, no. Like, just bury it. <laughs> I can't handle it. <laughs> so that is my offering. Shirley okay. writes single white female. If you guys like it, I mean, number one, I'm sorry, but you're wrong. But, <laughs> but number two, just, you know, bear with us. That was the beginning of the end for country for a long time. Okay, for mine. So I I'd sent you something the other day that was humorous. It was this comedian discussing on a podcast. I think it was uh, Dusty Slay, maybe. I can't remember his name exactly. But it was the he was discussing how essentially that he felt like Toby Keith is like the Benjamin Button of country music. Yes. <laughs> he started out with these really like smart, mature yeah. uh, country music songs. Like is that blue whenever shine on you, you know, uh who's that man? And then like over time you get to like uh the trailer hood song and some other bad things. Yeah. Well the one you mentioned in particular was kinda of the same thing, like I hadn't blocked it out like faintly in the back of my like I knows it exists, but like yeah. It must be bad because it doesn't even play on like popular current radio at all. Yeah. It's just like, I guess a really bad, like attempt at like a party song or something, uh-huh. but it is red solo. Cup. <laughs> Horrible song. Terrible. It feels like they recorded an album and they're like, oh man, like we're, we're right under uh, the one hour mark. We need like four minutes to fill. What do we got? 
<laughs> he's like, give me six minutes and I'll work something up. <laughs> and the whole thing just feels super lazy. Like oh, it's bad. They're really bad rhymes, but it's like he wrote a line and immediately like the first word he thought of that would rhyme with the word that's at the end of the previous line. He's like, yeah, we'll just roll with that. Yeah. Um, low, low yeah. effort. Bad rhymes, bad concept. Bad melody, bad Toby, <laughs> bad Toby, not bad, my Toby. Bad. Hashtag not my Toby. Not my Toby. Not nineties Toby. It's Benjamin Button Toby, for sure. Yeah, the progression was odd and weird and sad. <laughs> but just to give you an idea of how truly terrible, the second I think it's the second verse, the one that really just it's bad from the start, of course. But yeah, this one kills me. Now I really love how you're easy to stack. But I really hate how you're easy to crack. Because <laughs> when beer runs down in front of my back, well, that, my friend, is quite yucky. <laughs> but I have to admit that the ladies get smitten, admiring how sharply my first name is written. On you with a Sharpie when I get to hitting on them to help me get lucky. <laughs> I was like, if they yucky know you. and lucky. If they know this is your song, they'd probably be like, I'm... I can't believe he spelled his name right on the on the cup. Like, <laughs> I'm impressed, actually. Yeah. Oh my gosh! It feels like when you see like product placement in movies or TV shows, yeah. it kind of feels like that. Just like a really poor attempt at being like, mm -hmm. you know, Solo told me they'd give me X amount of dollars if I could write a song. Like, it feels that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the first Jurassic World movie that had like the brands everywhere yeah or like how comically they did it on wayne's world <laughs> yeah if you're going to, yeah that's the way to go about it that's much better approach little yellow different <laughs> oh yeah so don't buy solo cups that's the moral story huh? yeah especially not red ones you're just uh you're just inflating toby <laughs> benjamin button toby's <laughs> ego even further <laughs> Don't encourage him. That's what we're saying there, basically. Okay. Yeah, so that, that was Y2 Country. Yeah. Well, That's uh, fun. It hurts uh, to have to relive some of these songs. Yeah. If you got opinions on those songs, if you like one of those songs, or sorry. If you uh, want to chime in and let us know which one you dislike more, please do. We'll probably throw a poll up at some point yes. this week for that also. Yes. <laughs> Caleb, as soon as we're done recording, I'll let you hear Single White Female. I'm running out of the room. Yeah, you're going to hate it. <laughs> you're going to hate it so much. <laughs> okay, so um, before we get into a little bit of uh, Winona Judd history, okay, so Winona came to town a few weeks ago, and uh, it was the Judd's tour, which is, it's weird to call it the Judd's tour. Yeah. You know, it's it's literally Winona, and we all know that Naomi passed away. Yeah. They were initially going to do a tour, them two together, and then she tragically passed away. But they, they went ahead and did the tour anyway. With they, like a, an honorary Judd for the evening. Yeah. Yeah, which, um, I don't know, maybe have a different title. Than yeah. the Judds, yeah. you know, maybe so, Winona sings the Judds, something like that. Someone know. that's not informed with current events would be uh, 
probably confused if they had not heard. Yeah, I was like, wait, wait. So the mom's not here. Is she's not. Okay. She's not. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Is I'm, Tanya I'm, Tucker her mother? Like, you wait, know. I did not know this. Yeah. Martina McBride is her mom? What? It's, okay. <laughs> Got to go to Wikipedia and put that one in. <laughs> Update? <laughs> Got to really get people confused here. Yeah. But, um, okay, overall, you know, that being said, it was a phenomenal show. Yeah. It was a phenomenal show. She, um, Winona is still a powerhouse singer. She, I, I didn't know what to expect. She's got a voice. Yeah, yeah. And we knew this, you know. We know she had a great voice mm-hmm. because we talk so much about Winona and the Judds and this and that. We knew that at one time she had a phenomenal voice. We didn't know if that was still current. Yeah. But, it like, and like, and part, partly you're like, okay, yeah, I want to go to this and because I don't know what to expect. I don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. because we know that Winona over the years has given a lot of weird interviews, put off a lot of weird vibes and energy. You know, <laughs> you never know what she's going to say or she's going to talk about her undergarments being bedazzled. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the one thing she said um, when I'm performing, there's two things got to have. I want to be comfortable and I want to rock. Like, okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I, don't I can't relate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Anyway, but um, what was it uh, Garth said? It was like, her voice was like, it was something really weird, of course. Yeah, it was something incredibly <laughs> something strange. Like, something like putting a hemi in a go-kart or something like some, that. Yeah, something. Something really, yeah. like, okay, I don't know why you chose that. pancakes. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. But yeah, um. So, to start the show, Martina McBride opened with her own set, her own band, and everything. I didn't know that was going to be the case. It was kind of, uh, I don't know, you you couldn't tell, and and I didn't do a lot of research, because I didn't really want to know. I wanted just to kind of find out what had happened to me, you know? But um, I couldn't tell if Tanya Tucker was opening with her own stuff, and Martina was singing all the Judd stuff. I, I didn't know. Yeah. So um, we get there and it's time for the show and um, Martina opens up and Caleb, I'm I'm lenient on a lot of these people because these songs, like we were talking earlier, were popular 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, 25 to 30 years ago. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. So it's understandable if somebody's voice is not quite what it used to be. Totally. Yeah, you know. I'm not joking you when I say that Martina McBride might be one of the worst performers I have ever seen or heard in my life. That's really crazy. It was highly disappointing, and I did not expect that at all. I didn't. See, she, like one thing that I always thought was understood about Martina McBride was that she is a fantastic singer. It's kind right. of a gig, you know. Yeah, like it's kind of a thing, thing, yeah. You know, and um, I feel as if I've been bamboozled for three decades, <laughs> for, now. for thirty years. Like snuck one by you. Like my life is a lie, you know. Mm-hmm. And and she's had some horrible songs, you know. And you let them slide because she's got some great songs where she kills it vocally. Yeah. 
So we thought, you know. <laughs> but and and maybe I'm being unfair. Maybe she was having an off night. But um, we have talked to people that came to see her at the regatta in Charleston. Was it last year? And um, they said that she did not do a good job then. And I figured that was probably a fluke. Maybe it was bad sound. Yeah, probably an outdoor thing. Like, you yeah, know. maybe her voice was you know, rough for whatever reason that day. But she, she just could not sing her songs. Yeah. And maybe, maybe she could have like tried them in different keys or something like that, and like lowered it a little bit. But she was just like all the notes that you hear that are like the signature Martina things, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. She can't, she couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Could not do it. It was, it was such an awkward thing. Like she kept fiddling with her, her like inner, in-ear monitor body pack thing. Like, like she was trying to change her own batteries or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But like nobody ever came and helped her Mm -hmm. or anything like that. It was, and then like halfway through the set, she plays this like new song that she was complaining about nobody liked it and it was on some show. I'm like, well, bold choice to play it, but, I mean, you're the expert here. (laughs) (laughs) And then she proceeded to start singing it, but she wasn't singing. No. It it was fully tracked. Full track. Musically and everything. Man. It was weird, dude. It's just such a bold move, I feel like, when, one, you're an entertainer and people have paid money to come see a live performance. Two, when you're, like, a 30-year veteran. Yeah. That's... Like, okay, number one, you're giving us this piece of, um, like, garbage pop country with, like, all, like, the added, like, beats in the background, all this weird stuff. There was, like, this strange mandolin solo that was somehow super loud and clear all of a sudden, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, and then you're going to, like, lip sync it, and, like, I feel like you think I'm dumb. You know, yeah. if like, if you've been struggling for four songs now, you do this song and somehow like the entire EQ of your microphone just magically changes and you're yeah. a really good singer for this particular song. Yeah. Like, come on. Come on, Martina. <laughs> come on. Like, really, really, really. And that's not to say I don't love a lot of her hits from the 90s. Yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about them at some point. Yeah. Because you can't discount that. Some good songs. It's just very much so like poor taste to be like, it's essentially like you're inviting a bunch of people over to your house. It's like, hey, before you guys come in and I play you a CD, do you want to give me money first? That's what we're doing here. Like, (laughs) you guys will come over here and pay me to listen to a CD with me. And I'll pretend to sing it. Like, it'll be like, yeah, yeah, it'll It'll be be a great time. And it's just not. And then she would. Then she went back. Like it seems like there was another song. Um, I think she might have sang to a track on um, with a broken wing, which you know, don't love that because it's a great song. Yeah. That I thought all these years that she would kill it if I ever saw her do that. that What's live, the one I can't stand? Does she do Concrete Angel? Is that oh, hers? Yeah. yeah. Does she do that one? She didn't do Concrete Angel. Well, he got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. That's a blessing in disguise. <laughs> that freedom she, ring. She didn't do God's Will. Praise God, because that's a horrible song. Uh, God Fear Woman Get the Blues? You know, um, I think she did that one. Which, I think that one's a little less awful than the previous ones we talked about. 
she of course closed with the Independence Day, which I would have been really excited about mm-hmm. if she was like doing a decent job. Yeah, you know. But she at that point she had gone back to just singing and just struggling, you know. And maybe she was she's just having some bad vocal day. issues. But if she is, why would she be there? You know. Like, why would she be invited on the tour knowing that she is not? Or if you're, like, under the weather, you know, most of the time, a lot of artists will be like, hey, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to do this tonight. I'm not feeling well. Or be like, hey, I'm going to try my best, but I'm struggling because I'm ill or. Right. And it wasn't even so much that, like, her voice sounded, like, rough. Because that happens to singers. Oh, yeah. If you're doing it night and day and night, you know, over and over. But it was, like, the amount of like off pitch stuff that she was doing was like, man, this, like, I want to give her the benefit of the doubt here, but she is not hurting me, killing it, you know? But, um, so yeah, that was, that was the downside of the show. But, um, okay. So then Winona, she starts, of course, like we were saying, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't, know how it was going to go. I just knew it was going to be entertaining somehow, yeah. you know. But, man, she destroyed it. She killed it. She didn't. Pl- she kind of pulled a uh, Alan Jackson, George Strait. She held that guitar pretty much the whole time. Didn't strum it a whole lot, you know. Yeah. And she would switch guitars and stuff like that and strum here and there, but not a ton. Yeah. Not a ton. She, uh, I mean, she played... Most of the Judd songs that you would want to hear, you know, of course, like me and you, we always find like these like little deeper cuts that we yeah. enjoy. Like I would have liked to have heard um, Cry Myself to Sleep. And she oh, didn't yeah. play that one. You uh, know? But she did. Um, she played at one and the Her band was phenomenal. Her backup singers were also like percussionists and they were phenomenal. Like it she it was the Winona show like yeah. like it she, she carried it. it you know and there was like three or four like costume changes and of course you know just like you'd expect mm-hmm. kind of yeah. like Reba did you know but um she at one point came out it was just her and her acoustic and at this point she was playing it was just her kind of like finger picking through um Mama He's Crazy yeah and that place was like coming unglued and she was Uh-oh. just, just playing her acoustic Uh-oh. guitar and singing it. And like, she stopped playing like three quarters of the way through the song and just sang. And everybody was like singing with her stuff. Like, I felt like I had, I had been to a church service <laughs> after that moment. <laughs> like, yeah, mama, he's crazy. He's crazy, mama. <laughs> so yeah, that was cool. Um, I think the pinnacle of the set was um, Tanya Tucker coming out and singing Born to be Blue with her. Oh, and yeah. splitting the verses. Holy cow. She was highly entertaining. <laughs> she, Dude, she danced. Like, if she comes anywhere remotely close on her own tour, Going. we must go. Yeah. <laughs> we have to go. The only song, and and I guess this this was one thing I didn't love, like I, I wanted to hear some Tanya Tucker songs, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And the only one that she did, she did 
Delta Dawn. Of course. Of course. Yeah. With Winona and her band, which was a cool experience. Yeah. You know, that was cool. And what what was weird, like they started it in like a lower key accidentally, but her Winona's band was so good that they fixed it. Wow. Like, and they were all on the same page, like with racing the key at the right time. Like it it was pretty cool to see like like master musicians be able to just do this all at one time. Yeah. You know, because like like you guys that play music, you know that that's not an easy thing to do for a singer or a musician to just in the middle of a song be like, All right, let's up the key Finger up. right here. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But um so yeah, like probably I don't know, like halfway through, Winona played a bunch of Winona songs. And I expected her to, you know, yeah. which was cool. It was super cool. Like, she she killed her originals, too, of course. But um, she, um, there was a couple surprising songs that I did not expect to hear. Like, she covered, uh, I want to know what love is. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was so it was a just a different experience. Like I did not expect uh, number one, it was kind of like she kinda did um a little talk like about like suicide and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I mean obviously, you know. Yeah. But um so she talked about that for a second and then went into that song. Like this is this is a something this is something else. Like, yeah, for sure. I definitely did not expect any of this to happen. You know? <laughs> no. No way. But cool give me a hundred guesses. Yeah, yeah. And then uh she had like Martina and Tangy Tucker come out on Girls Not Out and she had Tangy on a couple couple other songs here and there, which was it was it was cool. It was fun, you know. But um yeah, overall, Winona still got that fastball. She's Oh yeah. She's she still got it. Yeah. Yeah, she's she was something else for for sure. Not as weird as I thought <laughs> she would be, but she didn't talk like as much as I expected her to talk yeah, either. She just had a party, rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Comfortable? Rock and roll. <laughs> Two things. That <laughs> reminds yeah. me of uh, on on Walk Hard when when Jack White plays Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "There's two things you need to know. There's two kinds of people that know um, karate. It's uh, the Chinese and the King. One yeah. of them's me." And, He's like, What's that guy talking about? What's he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I love how not like Elvis Jack White looked, dude. Yeah. It didn't matter. It just didn't matter. <laughs> that movie's phenomenal. I love it. Um, <laughs> before we jump into our Winona top tracks here, I meant to bring this up like the last two times, and I keep forgetting, okay? Okay. There's a, um, I don't know if you view the Hulu, the Hulu much, but there's a show on there called The Patient. Okay. And which it has Steve Carell in it. He plays a psychiatrist, um, and I have not seen this. One of his patients ends up kidnapping him and chaining him up <laughs> in his basement, wow. and essentially tells him, "Hey, I'm a serial killer. I I don't want to do this. I'm trying to stop doing this. I need your help. Like I'm, you know, 
sorry it had to be this way, but I need you here to talk me out of it when I get the urge to go harm someone. Wow. <laughs> so it was pretty intense, pretty wild show. Yeah. But there's a point in like the first few episodes where I ended up dying of laughter because <laughs> totally fitting, I guess, but this dude's like one of his main interests or hobbies is that he is like a hardcore Kenny Chesney fan. <laughs> <laughs> like he's on like internet forums talking to other hardcore Kenny, Kenny Chesney fans, you know, going to like 20, 30, as many shows as he can go to in a year. He's right. going to very wow. passionate about <laughs> Kenny Chesney. That's hilarious. Yeah, I just found that amazing and hilarious. <laughs> so if you get the time to view that, it's worth yeah. viewing just for that bit of media. <laughs> So, I might YouTube the patient Kenny Chesney tonight yeah, just to yeah. get the best. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's hilarious. Is it based on a true story? <laughs> no, I wish. No, I wish. I was like, oh, what a weird quirk for a serial killer to yeah. have. I love Kenny Chesney. I wonder how he feels about Tim McGraw. Talk about another Benjamin Button. Yeah, I'd say. Musically. It's his favorite song, you know. When he thinks Tim McGraw, <laughs> I probably thinks our favorite song. <laughs> well, you know, if, oh, if you have been, uh, if you're new to the show, if you haven't joined us, um, this portion of the show where we're going to give you our individual top tracks, we're going to rank our favorite songs from the artist. And if you're new to the show and haven't heard the Judd's episode, we'll give you a quick run-through of the history of Winona and how she got to her own solo career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So initially, she was in a country music duo called the Judds that were kind of the biggest deal as far as duos in country music uh, kind of ruled the 80s, more or less. Um, and they retired formally in 91. So after being the queens of country music for most of the 1980s, uh, the mother daughter duo known as the judge would in their historic reign that would include selling over 20 million albums, wow. 24 hit singles, 14 number one hits, countless accolades and awards. Like they were the, uh, yeah. like the country duo of the year for years. Yeah. They were the best duo of all time until B and D came around. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only reason they, they yeah. stopped winning that award. Was yeah. Brooks and Dunn. Uh, when health issues forced Naomi to step away from music, Wanona decided to try her hand at a career as a solo artist, and it wouldn't take long for her to pick up where she left off, which is right back on top. In 1992, she would release her self-titled solo album. The album produced four singles, uh, three which would become number one hits. The album would be certified platinum five times. Holy cow. Yeah. She easily made the transition from duo to solo artist, not necessarily because it's easy to do, but just because she's Winona and she's that good. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited to hear what some of your top tracks are. I don't know what to expect. I to think hear. we might line up a little, but we I think might it's possible. Not. Yeah. Um, I will say that this is the most that I've, while making my list in preparation, this is the most I've went back and moved tracks in a long time. Really, yeah. really. My, um, I would say my honorable mentions were my hardest to nail down for sure. Oh, yeah. And, um, okay. 
So, I would like to just kind of open up the floor for um, a little bit of discussion here. Caleb, did you know that uh, post-2000, Winona has a cover of uh, Freebird? Yep. I <laughs> recently discovered. Also, um, I can only imagine. Did you find that one? I know. <laughs> the no. crossover Thankfully. Christian music hit of, from like 2005 <laughs> or whatever that was. Oh, It sounds exactly like you would expect Winona singing. Yeah. I can only imagine yeah. the sound. <laughs> Jeez. Whoa. Okay. All right. Oh. <laughs> All right, Caleb, would you like to start us off? Yes. With your um, first honorable mention? I'm ready. The first one for me, number eight is going to be What It Takes. Okay. Yeah. This one's from uh, her debut debut solo album, released in 92. It kind of just caught me and pulled me in by just being a jam. It's very like uh, like a pretty even split fusion of like country blues, hint of rock and roll. Yeah. The melody just real is real catchy. Um. And it's also just one of those things. It's like immediate recognition of her range that she can right. like. Really, she's a person like I think right. almost any genre you could throw her into, and she can make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally, totally agree with that. And I also agree with it being that far down. Yeah, I agree with that. But uh, I guess the first thing I'll have to say, my first honorable mention. And I can't, um, I mean, we could talk about this, but uh, my number eight is Girls with Guitars. Written by Mary Chapin Carpenter. Was it really? Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. I can't decide if it's cheesy. Okay, I know it's Girl cheesy. But I can't decide if it's cheesy good or cheesy bad. But I'm leaning more towards cheesy good. Yeah. You know? But um, I think that the only cheesy thing about it, though, is the the guitar licks when they decide to like throw random classic rock licks yeah. into mm-hmm. like all right man you're stretching a little bit on that one you lost me <laughs> like I see what you're doing here but you know pretty pretty cool um, pretty cool little message in the song you know and it, it's a good story it's yeah. a good story and we like story songs so for certain. This podcast is about stories. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was my number eight. It's a good place to start. I like that. It only gets better from here. <laughs> Next up for me, honorable mention, is going to be I Just Drove By. Okay. I don't remember this one. Tell me about this, this one. This one's, uh, we're fast forwarding a year to 93. This is her second album, Tell Me Why. Mm-hmm. Um, a complete... Shifting sound from the track I just mentioned. It's more of like a real um, classic country sound. Yeah. Uh, interpersonal uh, memoir kind of song, I guess, where she's talking about going back to like a childhood town and seeing if, you know, trying to see like, you know, is the world kind of still this way? Right. How it's a comparison of how things have changed. Reminiscent about like her childhood and her youth and the feelings that are tied to that. Yeah. And it's just a really good song it's a great song for her voice and when i first heard it, i was like oh that's a good song but that's probably not going to make well yeah. or anything and lo and behold it it finally worked on me and made its way in there 
So that that kind of uh, place in the same vein as um, just came home to count the memories. Yeah. Yeah. Same idea. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Heck yeah. Okay. So my number seven, you already talked about it. Oh, what it takes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. What what it takes. It, it It's a lot of fun. And like you said, it really does show off her range mm-hmm. as a singer and as just like, it's, it's cool how she could go from what the Judds were, which was primarily acoustic guitars. Very acoustic driven. All their melodies were like built around yeah. acoustic. Yeah. And then you, like she just kind of transforms into her own thing. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, the Winona vocal was a lot like you would have just heard with all the Judd stuff. But musically, the delivery was so different. And like so much more broad, she could yeah. do so much more than just what they were doing with the Juds. The guitar licks in that too kind of make me think of of like um, certain songs of Brooks and Dunn, their guitar sounds, yeah, like uh, Rock My World and things like that. Yeah. It has a very similar vibe as that. Is that Stevie Ray Vaughan or is that one on Judd? <laughs> Take your pick. Take your could pick. be either. They kind of dress the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean. So, yeah, that's my number seven. Moving right along, our last honorable mention before we break into the top tracks. Number six for me. Mm -hmm. It's never easy to say goodbye. Oh, okay, okay. Which is funny as a title for a song because she never once says that as a lyric. She says, it ain't easy to say Uh goodbye. (laughs) I never noticed that. Yeah. I never paid attention to that. That's one of like those strange things too. If, I don't know if anybody else had this experience. Probably you, but growing up, like teachers and stuff, be like, "Don't say the word ain't. Ain't right. a word." Right. It's like, what do you mean? Everybody in my life uses the word ain't. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean it ain't a word? You ain't right, teacher. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? What do you know? <laughs> uh, this one takes us back to the debut album, um, and once again, it's like a showcase of intense range. Yeah, uh, very like emotion-filled, piano-driven ballad. That strangely, like it feels like the only thing the song's missing is it feels like one of those songs where it has real full band sounds. Yeah, it seems like it needs a like a full choir yeah. singing with it. Yeah, um, and then there's like still some like touches of country roots hidden about like towards the end. There's like some uh, mandolin pieces thrown in there that yeah. just seem to fit really well. Right, they make it work. Um. Big fan of the song. Another one that I was like, oh, I like that song, but will mm-hmm. it make the cut? It made the cut. Yeah, and then the more you listen to it, the more yeah. it's like, okay, it's it's moving further and further up. Okay, uh, number six for me, my final honorable mention, is A Little Bit of Love. It goes a long, long way. Oh, yeah. It goes mm. a long, long way. And it kind of plays a lot, just like the, the ones we've talked about, especially from that... Um, it's from the same record that What It Takes is on, all this stuff, you know. Mm. And um, it, it plays like a lot of those. Like, there's a lot of um, bluesy guitar riffs and yeah. stuff like that. It's um, It's got a fun rhythm. And, uh, I mean, the song, like, lyrically, not a ton of depth or anything like that, but that's fine. That's okay sometimes, yeah. you know. not always necessary. Exactly. Sometimes it can just be a good and fun song, yep. which I think is what this is. And they just kind of just let her vocal go. Turn her loose. Turn it loose. Turn it loose. 
Those are some solid honorable mentions. I'm I about those. So, yeah. I like it. Curious to see where we go in the top five. Okay. Speaking of breaking breaking it off here to hit the top five. My first one, number five, is going to be, strangely enough, kind of in relation to the last song I picked. Okay. Because I felt like they work together as a fusion. Like, it ain't easy to say goodbye, easily transition in, into um, when I reach the place I'm going as like a sequel song. Oh. I feel like oh, it works really well. I like that. Yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, perfect follow-up track, I feel like. I feel like it. I said it pairs really well as a yeah. listening experience. Uh, lyrically, a really, like, really great song. Heck yeah. So I was curious, and I looked. Co-written by Emery Gordy Jr., husband to the amazing and wonderful Patty Loveless. Oh. Yeah. And if you have never heard the Judds, maybe that's the only way. <laughs> but if you can't hear it when it starts, Naomi sings back up on this, too. Holy cow. Dang. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic song. Uh, If you've never heard that one or given it the time, totally worth your listen. And and it's called? When I Reach the Place I'm Going. Okay. Heck yeah. But it's not Brad Paisley and Dolly Parton when I get where I'm going, right? (laughs) No. Not the same? Different songs? Different songs. Okay. All right. Let's make sure I'm clear here. But maybe they ripped her off. Mm. Mm. Bradley. Oh, Brad. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. All right. My number five here. Hit me with it. Rock Bottom. Okay. Not like Dwayne the Rock Johnson's finisher. Not that. <laughs> rock Bottom. Do you smell what I know is cooking? <laughs> and sounds like another meme ready to be made. Yep. <laughs> But yeah, rock bottom. Number one, this song, I will say, until, because, you know, we've been trying to record this episode for weeks, I feel like, you know. But um, up until the Winona experience, the whole Judd's show thing, this song was not on my top tracks anywhere. Okay. But she played the song in her Winona set, you know. Mm. And um, it was such a different take on the song that they played live that I didn't recognize it until she got like halfway through the first verse. But they went like way more like blues rock and roll with it, Mm -hmm. which was cool. It's cool to see you know, a good band be like, you know what? Let's just do it completely different. Yeah. I mean, you know, you play it for like 30 years. You're like, okay, we got to do something different. I can't yeah. do this the yeah. same way anymore. Like, let's mix it up. And it's, it's, it's a fun song. Like there's a lot of lyrics. I feel like it's kind of hard to follow, but once you like actually pay attention to the lyrics, it's cool. It's got a good message. Um, basically she's saying, um, when you've hit rock bottom, the only way to go is straight up or sideways. Yeah. And it's talking about how even if you're on, if you've hit rock bottom, at least you're on a good foundation for change. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's like, it, so it's, it's a good message. Good, yeah. good song. And it's, it's a lot of fun. The, you know, if you find any live versions of, uh, of this on YouTube from recent shows, I guess, check that out. And then compare that with the album version, the original, which is also really good. 
Okay. My next one, my number four. This one started off initially in my honorable mentions and made it all the way to number four. Okay. It's, uh, she is his only need. Same. Oh, we did it. Wow. What? We did it. It's, this what the you know this what the Juds do because we did this yes. on the Juds episodes. Love built the bridge. Yeah, I knew this would happen. We crossed it. <laughs> Here we are. Yeah, so this was her very first uh, single to drop as a solo artist, which I thought was kind of wild given yeah. the options she had. Yeah, but the more I listened to it, the more I kind of understood it. I guess because man, like this song goes. Yes, it does. Um. It's a beautiful song. I love the lyrics. I love the way it's arranged. But the thing that really sells me is she has like this little like vocal piece on like the end of that first verse going into the chorus or into the first chorus going into the second verse. Yeah. Where she just, I did, she does things I hadn't heard her do yet vocally. Right. And I'm like, what? Is that high note? Yeah. It's amazing. And just like, it's amazing. And just like starts towards the end of that one line and just flawlessly carries it in halfway into the next line. I was like, why? No, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's take it for a walk a little bit. Yeah, that, this song, it's one that I'm, it, it kind of struck me the same as, um, how I had talked about on the Reba bonus episode, which we'll talk about bonus episodes here in just a little bit. Mm -hmm. But, um, it kind of struck me the same as when I said that Reba's and Steel was somehow erased from my memory. Yeah. And then I when I rediscovered it, I was like, holy cow, this song's amazing. Yeah. Same way with, with She Is His Only Need. Like, I had kind of forgotten about this song until I got back into listening yeah. through these songs. And holy cow, dude. Man. This song's amazing. Yeah. Lyrically, it's such a cool little story. But, uh, um, okay, I've got a question, though. Okay. You can tell me I'm wrong. But... Does it feel to you as if this lady has fully taken advantage of this dude? And uh, she's <laughs> like, you know what? I kind of want this thing, and uh, you should totally work overtime and get yeah. it for me. And uh, even if you have to, like, use a credit card on it. like It's like, I know you work 50 hours already, but if you could pull <laughs> 70, like. <laughs> I could totally get this new thing that yeah, I want. Yeah, need it. <laughs> Like, I know that you don't have anything that you want right now, so maybe you could, like, buy something for me. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and then, maybe like, we're looking at it the wrong way, but yeah. it, it is an alternate way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe just from that perspective, you know. But. The guy was so financially responsible and good at his job that he didn't even need a car initially. Yeah. He just, um, you know, he worked, and it's, they went on to say he was really good with his, you know, laboring skills mm-hmm. didn't even have a car didn't need one didn't need it until he went to this cafe and it was history from there you know bamboozled got bamboozled from by this materialistic lady but you know they're happy so who who am i to say who am exactly, i to stop yeah. love you know go buy her that big <laughs> diamond i don't know thing thing <laughs> diamond plated zebco 33 i don't know <laughs> Need it. Need. <laughs> Wish list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Matching yeah. number fours. Awesome. I'm excited now to That's get into the top awesome. three because who knows? Okay. Let's try again. 
Number three for me. Tell me why. Say what? I'm going to go buy a lottery okay. ticket. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> we'll play one on his birthday as our numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How catchy is this song? <laughs> it, yeah, that's what the... That's what works the best for it, I think, because like, it's kind of odd when you consider the lyrics. Like, n- not necessarily amazing by yeah. any means, but the hook just like works, and Winona works the song. Like Absolutely her performance shit. makes the track work. Like if anybody else, I feel like is doing this song, it's just kind of like, yeah, not bad. I'm moving on. Right, but right. it's more infectious with her vocals. Like it, this is one of those ones that I'm listening like. In the car, when I get out of the car, go into the store, still yet, like, two hours later, I'm just humming and singing that <laughs> song. Why, yeah, like, yeah, sir, will you stop this? People are eating dinner. Can't, sir. I'm sorry. I'm like Winona. I'm a performer. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this song this song rules. How much do uh, the, the acoustic guitar licks remind you of every Jars of Clay song from the early 2000s? <laughs> I forgot about Jars rain, of Clay. Rain on my face. Please. I want to hear her cover that. Yeah, next. please. She already covered I Can Only Imagine. I mean, yeah. it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah, that acoustic tone is like, okay, I've heard this in every Jars of Clay song yeah. I've ever heard. <laughs> It's just a pedal with a setting of clay. <laughs> rain, rain on my face. Only peaked at number three. I thought that was wild. I thought for yeah. sure that would be a number one for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, tell me why, man. This song, this song goes. Well, we're on a hot streak here. <laughs> this is blowing my mind. This is what the Judds do. Oh, man. Number two is... I saw the light. Yes. What? Yes. Oh my oh, gosh. Man. This is unbelievable. Best day ever. This this is unbelievable. I said, Dad, this could be the best day <laughs> of my life. Me We're and you driving straight to Talking Speedway. about Winona. <laughs> Yeah, we're driving straight to Speedway and getting a lottery ticket yeah. out of this. It don't get much more lucky than this. Yeah, for my mega plier, I'll go 14, which is the number of number one singles that the Judds had. <laughs> and then I'm going to go home and go ahead and start preemptively counting the money that I will win tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, then I'm going to put this one here. Put yeah. my diamond-plated Zebco here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All my Judds memorabilia will go in this room. Yeah, it'll be the... Hey, why not me? <laughs> why not me? Why not us, Caleb? We'll be rocking with the rhythm of the the rain and <laughs> this huge, huge pile of cash. And $4.3 billion. Yeah. Love money. <laughs> Sponsor by Powerade, officially. <laughs> so, yeah, I saw the light. You saw it, too, apparently. I saw it, too. But, uh, Caleb, something that we haven't had in a while... If um, if you haven't listened in a bit, or if you have listened, I, I guess I should say, if you've, if you've listened to all of our episodes, you would have noticed that we haven't had a misheard lyric in a while. Okay, you got one here? Yes. And I'm ready. The lyric, the original, what I originally thought it said, was so, it painted such a picture in my young mind yeah. that it's the reason that I originally started loving this song so much. Okay. So, if you've noticed, 
Caleb and I both have a little bit of a uh, a southern twang to our voices. What do you mean? <laughs> so, um, okay, Caleb, if I were to tell you to repeat the word tiger to me, how would mm-hmm. that sound? Tiger? Okay, if I were to tell you to say lion to me. How would you say it just without thinking about it? Lion. 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 For a long time, lion. as a child, <clears throat> I saw the lion in your window tonight. <laughs> and it painted such a picture in my mind. They're like, you know, you know, like on uh, the, and it was, it was probably a perfect storm of being an early 90s child. Big imagination. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the lion, the lion king, as uh, I would yep. say. Popular around the same time. So you've got like all these visuals on the rocks of like the like Muf- not Mufasa so much he died. Spoiler alert! Sorry, <laughs> oh, no. I've waited thirty <laughs> sorry, years sorry. to watch The Lion King, and you're going to pull that crap. <laughs> you've ruined it. So uh, Simba and um, Scar are mm. fighting. You know, whatever. And uh, you see like like the shadows casted up on like the rocks, like. Like from like the fire and all this stuff, like, yeah. and um, when I heard, I saw the lion in your window tonight. <laughs> That's all I could think of was seeing like a lion, like the shadow of a lion. Like, is this person being eaten alive right now? And like, of course, when you're a young child, you don't really think about the lyrics. No, you just hear stuff and it paints a and you're like, that's factual. That's what I heard. Yeah, and at the time, I'm like, yeah, that sounds kind of really cool. Like, I don't know what it has to do with this lady's love life, but uh, it seems seems like a pretty prolific moment. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It, it, <laughs> she she saw seems the more concerned about her problems than this dude that's getting mauled by this line. Yeah, and then like you get a little older and you're, you're like, is um. Is this like a, um, is she speaking in metaphors or mm-hmm. metaphors or riddles or something right now? And then you get a little older and you're like, oh, that's not at all even the name of the song, dummy. Yeah. So it's called, I saw the light. And then you go back and re- listen yeah. to the lyrics. Like, okay, I get it. I, I get it now. I kind of like my original idea so, better. But. Southern West Virginia twang for you. <laughs> line. Saw the line. He must be line. I mean, they're from Ashland, so they probably have a pretty have similar. Too, yeah. Just across the pond. <laughs> across the pond. Uh, uh, are there any other, just while we're on that, like, are there any other words that you feel like as a uh, Southern West Virginia resident are, are words that are difficult Difficult to say. Yeah, properly, I guess. So many. Yeah. So many. Yeah. I can't think of any uh, right off. I know until like seven or eight years ago, I didn't realize that the way I said, hang on, Sprite. Sprite. It was weird. I say, Sprite. 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 Can I have a Sprite? What's the matter with that? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? I, mean, what's the, I don't see the problem. Anytime I try the drive through, they'd be like, what do you want? And I was, I was talking to my wife. I was like, what is, can they not hear? She's like, you say it weird. I was like, get out of here. <laughs> say what weird? What weird? <laughs> Give yeah, me a I would, I'd call it Sprite, dude. It's not. Yeah. I gave up trying to correct my uh, yeah, voice it's just, it's just a long time ago. It's, it's so too, deep. Too much exposure. It's, yeah. You know. <laughs> 
I don't know if you if you guys remember this, but um, yeah, we've been trying to do this thing for 34 years now, so it ain't probably yeah. going to change a whole lot more than it it's, has so far. It's plum stuck. <laughs> I feel like it's, and I know this is a big departure from what we're talking about, yeah. but it feels important. Like I feel like as long as you can communicate yourself like semi-intelligently, like on paper, yeah. then you're good. Yeah, okay. You're going but places. But like, I don't know, going as far as having to correct the way you say things. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Everybody has that. their own, like, you know, many subcultural regions, specific uh, language and dialects. Like, Yeah, it's fine. Or is it fine? Fine. It's fine. I mean, it's the difference between like, you know... <laughs> pop and soda like it's different like yeah i never call it soda but we talk real good like we do we, <laughs> we try real hard and we see the lines in the windows before we move on from i saw the light musically is this what it would sound like if huey lewis did a country song yeah yeah it is it. absolutely <laughs> it is i've never ever thought about yeah. it but yeah it is I know the truth when I look in your... I don't know why she was bringing him a a, a rose. Has yeah. Tornet ever brought you flowers, Caleb? You know, now that I think of it, I don't think so. I mean, Kelsey's yeah. never... I mean, maybe we should start expecting it. Yeah. We're just going to be disappointed, though. Yeah. <laughs> I've never uh, I've never received flowers on my porch before. No. So you take your hands off my red dress until I get flowers. <laughs> Cause I ain't wearing this thing for you. Thing for you. <laughs> um, is uh, is she being a peeping tom? I, I have that in my notes. Also, <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's one on a creeping. Yeah, it's yeah. like one on. I think this is illegal. Yeah. What you're doing here? If you ring the doorbell and no one doesn't answer, I don't think your next step is you should look through the window. <laughs> like that, that's kind of on you. You were never meant to see like, what she saw. She says that she saw the curtain move, but like, yeah. you know, that's what people mm-hmm. that creep the windows say. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, had you not been snooping around, you never would have saw the line in the window. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we know the truth. We know. We know. There's 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 laws against that one owner. <laughs> not, not okay. Caleb, I know we did it. I'm almost positive I that we, we did. Done. It. I would. Like, there's nothing I can think of that would mean that we didn't do it. Okay, we'll go on one, two, three. Game, and then we'll say it. Ready? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. No, no one, one else, else on earth. Woo! Wow! We almost, for the first time ever, matched. We've definitely matched the most songs we've ever matched in our top tracks, but we almost matched a full top five. Yeah. Which is impressive. That's that's unheard of. I did not expect. I expected that we'd catch one or two, maybe, but four, four is impressive. Yeah, this is unprecedented. I think yeah. is what you could say there. This is insane. How did you get to me? This song, in every sense of the word, goes. Yeah, she destroys it. Yeah, vocally, the music is awesome. Yeah. It, um. Oh my gosh. Thumping bass, check. Yep. Uh, catchy, groovy hook, ca- uh, check. Fantastic guitar solo, check. Yeah. Almost uh, Dwight Yoakam esque. Yeah. Horn section. Yeah, sure. Check. Why Got not? It. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Like you, this has so many. I don't know. It's cool because 
And we know like a lot of people were trying to do something different and branch out. And then eventually it would lead to horrible country music. We yeah. already talked about this. But it's cool to see it work. For sure. And be good, you know? Because then you know it's possible. It's not just like a problem with right. the the sound per se, but it's just the formula that people are using. It's like, just stop doing that and actually do good music and right. then you'll be good. Like, like you can you can still do something different without it being bad yeah you know i mean think think about like um sturgill simpson he does some weird stuff yeah and it's still somehow country yeah and still somehow feels country and feels new and fresh and different that's a good comparison like all somebody somebody that has like a wide range of like uh more traditional country or acoustic country yeah. and into like country blues and then like uh, some very thump and rock and roll and like that sound and fury stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like now, I want to. I'm. I just want to hear him cover this song. Yes, <laughs> I can see it. Yeah, that would be awesome. But um, there's so many like kind of like popish, rockish elements in this. If you took Winona's vocal completely out of it mm-hmm. and put a completely different like vocal, different person, different lyrics and everything in this could easily could have been like a Michael Jackson song. Yep. You know, cause you got like all the kind of like the same stuff that he was known to also use. You can probably just layer the vocals of like, it fits a lot of genres, but like maybe uh pray like the vocals of Britney Spears hit me maybe one more time. I think that just slides hey. right in there and it hey. works. You know? you I can hear why Nona singing it, you know? <laughs> It's a one yeah. on the song. Yeah. Her loneliness is killing her. <laughs> she probably could sing that so well. Oh, yeah. You know that she could. Yes or no, kick down the door energy. I think so. Yeah. I yeah, really definitely. do think so. I would put it up there. I'm kicking down the door. Just from the get-go, too. Yeah. Just like when she does like her real soulful... Uh, Shout into the chorus. That's like one of those where I'm like, I can flip a car over right now by myself. Yeah. Nobody can stop me. <laughs> bye, bye, no one else. Man, what a song. What an awesome song. And like I said, oh, horn, the horns, they work so well. It's so strange, but it's perfect for yeah. the way it's pieced together. Horns, that's one of those things that like I was not always a big fan of, but it's cool to see yeah. it so tastefully and well well done well yeah. like used so well like it's it's rare that you listen to a song that you're like you know they could have used some horns there yeah but like i don't know it, it's i actually do really enjoy the yeah. entire horn section of the song big fan big fan this might have more Let's go, girls! Energy for me than Shania Twain. Let's go, girls! Okay. Because like musically, I think it carries that energy Throughout. from the beginning to the end. Tour as know? the Shania's more just like the initial up to the first course, then it kind of like fizzles. I yeah, guess. like yeah. you get a burst from the get go with Shania, and then yeah, it kind of fizzles off. Fizzles off. It kind of drops down to. A normal energy level, still good, yeah. still very good. But this song is like, I don't know, 
if these if I had to put these songs up against each other, this would win ten out of ten times. We're going to have to do that eventually. We're going to, have to combine all of our uh, songs that have that kick down yes. the jaw energy, <laughs> uh, rank them or put battle oh, them head to head. Yes, absolutely. I want that all on a playlist. Yep. Like you, this is this is your Monday morning pick me up right yep. here. Get ready. You're going Let's to open it up. You're going to get pulled over. You're going to maybe get fired when you go into work and kick the door <laughs> off the hinges. But you know what? You'll you'll be ready. But your boss will respect you. Oh, yeah. You know, Try and see. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come at us if you lose your job, though. No one else on earth. Yeah, the, the guitar. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we found out that, that Pete Anderson that played on all that early Dwight Yoakam stuff was the dude that played guitar on yeah. this. Because that sounds as like a ripping Pete Anderson solo. Yeah. You know, it's so good. Steals with some, like, like country, like, twang tone in there. Mm -hmm. But also, like, some just sweet like blues guitar yeah. stuff too. It's, it's just such a good mix. So, good, so good. I think I did see on a few tracks on her debut album where I think, um, the Marty Stewart played some guitar on there. Okay. Well, there you go. It makes sense. That's what he does when he's not turning into a werewolf. <laughs> Cause he is a werewolf. You can't change my mind. <laughs> I, I, I would never try. Yeah. Look at some pictures. You'll see. Yeah. There's something that he's hiding underneath that scarf. Mm hmm. Yep. It's like there's some way that you can tell that um like can we make an animorph thing that's more <laughs> serious <laughs> yes yes weird. we will i'm just saying Can't if you're wait. a listener answer this question for me have you ever personally seen marty stewart on a out on a full moon didn't think so nope. thank you very much case closed <laughs> <laughs> You didn't see him, but you probably heard him howling. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and yes, of course she did sing No One Else on Earth and I was I was ready to jump like <laughs> yeah. off the step the steps into the crowd. Yeah. Like I was ready to go, dude. It's like Superman jumped 30 feet to the ground and not feel it like, ah, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> well, I'm both, you know, collective happy, um, thrilled and surprised. I can't be four, four out of four, four, top and, four. Yeah. And we're used to some of our, our tracks lining up every once in a while. Like, when we get one or two, that's very exciting. Right, right. Even through, like, our honorable mentions, well, like, just like today, we had a couple that were not exactly the same number, but we, you know, they're still on there. But, yeah, four in a row in our yeah. contracts, that's that's unheard of. That's that's awesome. I can't explain why, but also just this song and the title of it, The No One Else on Earth, for some reason, just in my continuation of watching The Office for like, what, 13, 14 years now, yeah. it makes me think of the episode where Dwight frames Jim as that he's chosen himself as employee of the month and they have the cake that says it could only be you. <laughs> no one else on earth. Could only be you. It could only be you. <laughs> By the end of the day, I will have talked Dwight into making himself his own <laughs> assistant, assistant to the regional manager. 
<laughs> Man, it's a good time. It's good to be back. Um, definitely, I'm sure you've noticed that our episodes have been a little more spaced out. It's just been uh, quite busy, but also we've been working hard behind the scenes to set up some new stuff that's coming down the pop very soon. Yeesh. Uh, we're going to be in the process of setting up a store with a little bit more merchandise options. Yes. Spring merch. Spring merch. It's time. Been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Some, uh, some merch and, um, I won't, I won't give away too much yet, but we hope to have a way for people to access a little more stuff, a little more, content yeah from us and just the ideas we've had so far i personally think are fantastic some stuff that you will not find anywhere else if we can help it you know uh yeah (laughs) for sure yeah it'll be a eclectic collection yeah Yeah. bonus stuff exclusive stuff cool stuff neat stuff. stuff slick stuff (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to break down the walls between us and you. <laughs> I want to post cool stuff, slick stuff, neat stuff. <laughs> oh, Garth, don't murder us. <laughs> Hashtag, let the conversation begin. <laughs> that reminds me of, uh, speaking of The Office, that name you made. <laughs> Nelly on the office. Yeah. It, when it's like it was that that whole that clip that interview. It's like, Have you ever killed someone? <laughs> and if so, will you not kill me? Yeah. How many people have you killed him? Please say, will you not kill me? <laughs> oh, where are the bodies, Garth? Where are the bodies? But yeah, we'll uh, we'll leave you with that, I guess. Um, for now, and um, yeah, like we said, very soon be on the lookout on our socials. Yes, and I keep know watch. We haven't been as uh, we haven't been on the socials as much lately either. But I don't know if you guys heard, but yeah, we're um, I'm 34 and Caleb's almost 34. It's coming quick, yeah. And we're we're just adults sometimes. Yeah, we got an adult. I don't know what it is always, but just like the holiday season leading up until spring is just always like. Life is nonstop. Something yeah. requires constant attention or yeah. things have to happen and kids are always getting sick. Schedules are hard and crazy stuff. Yeah. Schedules are difficult. Yep. They change often. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're uh if you're like late twenties and you're wondering what's it gonna be like in my thirties? It's that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's good. Buckle it's up. Fun. Yeah. Life's good, you know. But uh, <laughs> get get ready to do some dadding because it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. You got to yeah. do it. You got to do it. It's very much so that uh, very extreme goofy movie transformation when he has the nightmare that he's just slowly <laughs> turning into his dad goofy. I'm like, man, more and more every day. Here we go. Yep. Like, <laughs> We were, we were watching, and it's no secret that I am my father. Yeah. You know, I mean, anybody that knows him and knows me, yeah. like, okay, every time I talk to you, you're more like Danny Gore. <laughs> 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 but, 
But um, so me and Kelsey were watching 1923 the other night, which is like the 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 next Yellowstone spinoff or whatever you know. And um, there's like a scene. It's not a spoiler or anything. There's like a scene where it's one of these like big cinematic shots of them riding horses. And like yeah. there's, of course, there's a beautiful backdrop of yeah. the, the Yellowstone Ranch, and it's like really frosty out, and they're just like riding in this group of ranchers, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome! And I'm like, instantly, as soon as it came out of my mouth, out of my mouth I'm like, dang on it, I am my father <laughs> more every single day. Like that's something that I know that if he watched it, he would be like, man, that's awesome. <laughs> so cool. That's, man, that looks good. That's pretty, ain't it? <laughs> not that, not that it's a bad thing. It's just a realization. Yeah. Every every day, something. One step closer. <laughs> it is continuing on into my son because he already even has some of the same facial expressions as yeah. my dad. Yeah. Has, yeah. So. Like well. <laughs> Just Danny Junior Junior. Yeah, yeah. Junior Junior. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly it. In so many ways. But um yeah, so we love you guys. Thank thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back. Um thanks for sticking with us, bearing with us, waiting on us to drop new episodes. Much appreciated. Yes. Thanks for hanging around, showing yes. up. Yeah. Thank thank you. So very much, so very much. We would, um, just like we, we said at the very beginning, we've been having these conversations long before we ever started a podcast. So we're we're glad to be able to have these into microphones and other people actually give us, like, feedback or, you know, similar feelings on a lot of these songs. Yeah. It's really cool. So, yeah, thanks. I, I think it's a really fun little community almost for certain it's 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 really fun to hear how all these artists have um the i guess the impression that these people have made on other people outside of just me and caleb you know yeah very fun to share with y'all like it's definitely one of those things where it's like man you had to been there like it was an experience yeah 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 exactly exactly and uh, i guess uh one more thing r.i.p huddle house Yep, it's gone. Chapmanville Huddle our House. Our local Huddle House. R.I.P. in peace. Gone forever. You'll live on through our podcast stories, I no. guess. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> well, we love you guys. Uh, like we said, be on the lookout for new stuff coming, slick stuff. And, um, yeah, keep, keep, telling, keep telling people about our show. Send them our way. Leave us a... A sterling review, as they say. Yes, five please and review, thank you. Uh, or five-star rating. Give us a review. Helps a lot when searching for our show for new folks, apparently. But, yeah, help us out with the algorithms there. Makes a big difference. I noticed recently in browsing some playlists, if you search 90s Country, Chattahoochee Podcast is not very far down the list. Among the first things you see amongst playlists and artists and things of that nature. So That's awesome. Thank y'all. Love y'all. Keep, that's, that's, keep listening. Keep sharing. Yeah, that's the algorithm. That's that's Zuckerberg. Yep. He's, he's, that's the way he works. He's a wizard, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, there's probably a tie-in with uh, Clint Black again <laughs> yeah. some somewhere. I just don't have it right now. 
Yeah. And don't forget, uh, next time you watch Lord of the Rings, end of the series, you'll want to listen to Clint Black's When My Ship Comes In. <laughs> it won't be long. You just see Gandalf turn to smile at Frodo. While he's playing Jillian. pedal steel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear, it won't be long till my ship comes. <laughs> yeah, we love you guys, and we'll see you soon. Later.